I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. Here we are part of the Fan First Sports Network, all things Houston Rockets. And tonight we are talking all things James Harden on the podcast tonight. I'm riding solo tonight. Mike is still in the north on vacation. Maybe he'll pop in. Maybe he won't. But we're talking all things James Harden on this episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RocketsFFSN. That is our new handle, so go give us a follow over there if you aren't already. And, of course, we are broadcasting live on the Dream Shakes Facebook account, and I am also on Mike's Facebook account today because why not? You know, that's where we usually are. For these episodes, so figure continuity purposes are for the best. But if you're also listening to us on demand, huge shout out to y'all. Y'all are the ones that keep us running on the Kiss of Death podcast. So we're going to just lay right into it. Uh, James Harden tonight. And you know, the conversation may go a bunch of different directions depending on whether we have some live listeners coming in, whether we have uh, some comments going on. So this conversation could go in a number of different directions, but I figured that I would like to have some kind of central uh, place in order to kind of bring it all back in together. So James Harden is going to serve as that for this episode. Now, because in my opinion, 
the James Harden decision is the first domino in all of these decisions. And what's crazy about it is it's not even the first uh, step to the off season. You know, there's a very good chance that, um, you know, this could go in a number of directions based on what the Rockets do in this draft. But obviously the Rockets need to do some homework before the draft, which is we're recording this on May 25th. So we are four weeks away from the 2023 NBA draft. Very exciting stuff over here. We'll be talking all things Rockets draft uh, this up in these in these next four weeks leading up to draft night on June 22nd. So if we're looking at like just in like the the meat of where the Rockets offseason is, it is James Harden. Now, if the Rockets were to sign James Harden, that kind of puts the that puts the Rockets in a different type of situation for next season. You know, it, it puts you in, oh hey, maybe we go out and we try to make the playoffs here. Versus if you don't, it's more of a, hey, let's not get last place in the West. You know, expectations are very different if James Harden comes to Houston versus not. And I've been a staunch supporter of bringing James Harden back to Houston. And that's probably the biggest reason why. You know, the Rockets, if you look at what happened to the Detroit Pistons this year, right? The biggest reason why you want to bring James Harden in is because he will prevent this from happening. If you take what Detroit did this year and they were the worst team in the league, they had the best odds at the number one pick tied with the Rockets, tied with the Spurs, but they ended up number five. If that were to happen to the Rockets in 2024, that pick goes to Oklahoma City. And that is the last thing the Rockets want. The Rockets want to get done with this protection that they have to give. And they don't want to give up the number five pick in next year's draft to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's the number one reason why you go and you get James Harden. Because it it definitely ensures that you're probably not going to be in the bottom four or so. There's Mike on his vacation stopping by and saying hello in the comment section. If you're watching this live, um, feel free to drop a comment on Facebook or on Twitter at RocketsFFSN to get all the details uh, for for the podcast that we have going here, the Kiss of Death podcast. So that like that's the main reason why you want James Harden. Now, again, like, And I feel like a lot of people are looking at the money aspect as a reason to not sign James Harden. Now, James Harden's probably seeking about a four-year, 200-ish million dollar deal. And I can understand Rockets fans who don't want to offer a $50 million per year contract for James Harden. That's very fair. Because James Harden is not leading the Rockets to a championship next year, whether he's on this roster or not. So there is, there's that aspect to it. But if that's James Harden's price, do you go out and pay it? Now, I don't know if the Rockets are going to be willing to give that money. Like, 
if James Harden's going to come to Houston, it's going to be on very specific circumstances, right? It's going to be on like very, very, like it, it can't be like how it was in the decade while he was here originally. It, things are going to have to be a little bit different in order for this to happen. Um, but it's, it, to me, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Because at the end of the day, James Harden is going to facilitate this offense, right? He's going to, that, and that's what the Rockets have needed more than anything other than maybe a head coach in the last three years, right? They got the head coach. Ime Udoka is the head coach. Who has Ime Udoka coached before? James Harden. And that is another reason why you bring James Harden to Houston because Ime Udoka has, has worked with Harden before. There's a rapport that's already there. And Ime Udoka is not coming here to, to tank or to be bad. Um, maybe he's you know going to be patient with this group. And you know every group that is like the Rockets, young, you know, on the cusp of you know just getting into the nba all of that they need patience and hey look the rockets are gonna need some patience like this isn't just a quick fix the rockets are gonna have oh james harden's gonna come and it's gonna be all fine no it's not it's not gonna be fine so what is the next you know what's the next step for the rockets if if james harden's not gonna bring him a championship why are you going to bring him? Ryan brings up a good point from Facebook. Harden is 65% of what he was the last time he was here. Declining pass. Now, if 65% of an MVP is good, to me, that's that's better than any player the Rockets currently have. Maybe not ceiling-wise, because Harden is in his mid-30s. And if it was a four-year contract... I believe that brings him to about 37, 38 years old. So yes, that is why you don't sign that contract. But again, I don't necessarily think you're looking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Looking at a deal for James Harden for four years and thinking, yes, in four years from now, in 2020, was it 2027? Like, that's going to be the deal you want. Like, Harden's trying to get a, as long of a deal as possible because this is the last deal. In all likelihood, this is probably going to be the last big contract for James Harden as a player in the NBA before he ends up either becoming a vet minimum or just retires. 
Um, this is probably it for James Harden. So he wants the largest deal that he could possibly get. A max contract is probably in his best interest. Um, so I don't think he's going to do this one-in-one kind of stuff like he did last year or the year before that. Like He's looking for a four-year deal. And I can understand why the Rockets wouldn't be wanting to pay a guy like $50 million in three years from now. But then again, the Rockets, as much as this rebuild has been about the future, there is a little bit more immediacy or urgency in the immediate future next season. And I feel like with Harden there, someone who has a lot of playoff success, there is reason to have a guy like that in there. And you've also looked at these veterans around the league that have talked about James Harden in a very positive light. I think Bruce Brown said it on a podcast. Bruce Brown was a teammate of his with the Nets. He says that there was this big change in the locker room once James Harden left. He also called James Harden. Uh, I want to pull out the quote because I don't want to, misquote uh bruce brown who is probably chilling waiting for these nba finals to start with the denver nuggets right now but this is what he says he says when he left the locker room was kind of quiet nobody did really did much together james was a great teammate on and off the court was definitely one of the best teammates i ever had that is a huge reason why you want james harden with the rockets this year he's he's gonna be kind of a glue guy and that's the thing Harden's coming in not to be the number one at least that's what you would hope right you would hope he's not there to be the number one guy or at least how he used to be right like you're not that's not the player you're signing you're you're signing 2023 James Harden you're not signing you know 2018 James Harden right you're looking at the current guy you've got and what he can bring to your team for the next three to four years. And to me, that's way better than anything the Rockets have had in the last three years. 65% of Harden is the best player on the Rockets at this moment in time. He's still a guy that dropped 40 plus in two playoff games this season. Basically, without Harden, that Sixers Celtics series does not go seven. That is a Sixers and five, or excuse me, Celtics and five. At best. Um, but here we've got a guy who's uh, we've got Michael Brown here to, to kind of bring me up. Mike, you're on vacation, but you've decided to to hop on board the rocket ship. Uh, how's the vacation going? Uh, it's incredible. Got to see Killer Whales today. Live. I don't know how long this stream is going to be good. With did me you just on. call me a killer whale? I did. I did not. I did not. Uh, I was gonna say, like I've I've gotten you know slimmer lately. I've no, been working look, on that. I would have been offended. You look sensational. Uh, we let dinner in twenty minutes, but I saw you're doing a show. I'm packing up. We're heading home back to Seattle tomorrow, so I figured no time like the present to talk a little Rockets basketball with one of my favorite people. Of course, of course. So you know we've kind of we've kind of I've I've decided to say James Harden's gonna be the root of this episode. So that's kind of where we're at. But obviously, you know how the show goes. We've done hundreds of these at this point. It, it may go in a couple of different directions, but James Harden's kind of the forefront of this uh, conversation. And, and uh, you know, Ryan had mentioned, you know, that Harden is not the same guy that he used to be. Um, but 
is a fraction of James Harden better than what the like would a fraction of James Harden still benefit this roster? You know, I, Jeremy, I think it depends, man, because I've seen a bunch of takes out there. I want to get your take and everybody else's take. Number one, what does he want money wise in how many years? It has to be the biggest question. I'm not giving the guy four years, $200 million. That makes no sense for this roster, right? The other part of this is people have said, well, sign Harden and draft Amen Thompson. That's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard because people are like, well, draft Amen at four and not start him. You're going to take a guy at number four and not start him? What? That doesn't make any sense. That makes who, no are sense. Taking, who are you taking out of the starting lineup? You know, take Harden out of the equation here. If you're drafting him and Thompson, why are you signing James Harden? There's no point. So that that's get- also part of it too is, is you know, I kind of mentioned at the top of the show where it's like every single uh, decision that the Rockets make, James Harden's the first domino. See, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Well, if you decide not to, if you decide, you know what, James, like, you know, it's just the, the timing just isn't right right now. Like, right. you know, because we're, we're about to go get Eamon Thompson and we don't want to, you know, screw that up potentially. So every decision is based off of whether or not the Rockets are really in James Harden or not. I don't know, man, because I think it, it's not just about what they're going to do at four. It's do you like Scoot Henderson enough to use four to go to two? Do you like Fred Van Fleet at a lower number than you do James Harden? I do. I love Fred Van Fleet for this roster. I would take him in about three milliseconds, and he's going to cost you less money than what Harden is. I got to be honest, dude. I think I think the one – thing you and I have not talked about. This is what I think Harden is doing. I don't think Harden wants to come home. I think he's leveraging us against Philadelphia. He's very well leveraged play. I think Philadelphia MVP in Philly. They like him in Philly. You know, it's very possible that this is just a leverage play. Let me ask you this, Mike. Four years, 200 million, but only two years are guaranteed. The third year is a partial guarantee and the fourth year is not guaranteed. You're looking at about let's say let's just no. say ballpark it uh seventy five million guaranteed. Fifty this year. Do or... I don't want to I don't wouldn't do it. Here's the thing the Jalen Green interview. I got it finally got a chance. By the way, when you go on a cruise ship, you forget what day, what time it is. I finally got caught up to listen to the Jalen Green interview with Paul George, which was sensational, by the way. Um Jalen Green said it himself. He literally said if James Harden comes here, it can be good and it can be bad. And and he's he, right. He is he right. Like, oh my God. And I mean, bad. well, it's, and it's very thing, tricky. The thing is, Harden's going to want too much money regardless because this is going to be one of his last paydays. The more I think about it, the more I don't want to do this. Period. I would much rather. The guy to me at this point, I think the first domino, you talked about dominoes before, the first domino for the Rockets offseason starts tonight, potentially. It's Jalen Brown. Because if you're going to go all in on getting Jalen Brown from Boston, Harden, you're not going to have the money, number one. Number two, you're going to deploy. That's not necessarily true, Mike. They they might have enough cap space to get both Harden and Jalen Brown. you got to think, yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, look, if they can figure out that cap, if you get Jalen Brown, I think Harden has a much better shot of coming here, don't you? I I think so. I think I think it's definitely in the cards. And and if you look at it like this, you know, because the Rockets got to figure out what they want to do this season, right? They got to figure out. Do we want – and I, and I think the answer is they want to be not last. That's for damn sure. Um, but are they – because if you're looking at a team where it's James Harden with the same cast of characters that they've had with some supporting cast veterans like Patrick Beverly, um, you know, guys like, you know, role players, you know, that's – it's you know what? It's maybe a playoff team. Play well, in, playoff. It, there, there's some shots. Like there's, there's a chance there. But if you add Jalen Brown and James Harden, that's a team yeah. that's in the top five of the West, and that's the expectation the Rockets have. The Rockets, at that point, become a team that needs to win a playoff series next year. So there, there's so many different scenarios that we're going out and trying to trying to figure out. You know. Yeah, I think to adjust Justin's question in the chat, would you call Portland and give them whatever they want to move up and go get Scoot or Miller? Shout out to Justin. Look, if Scoot Henderson is going to be on the board at three, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all in on Scoot Henderson. The The biggest question to me, Jeremy, is the Rockets, like you said, they have two roads they can go down. If their pick is in the top four, they keep that pick. That's a huge question to all this because as much as we want to talk about Harden and Jalen Brown, Boston would be stupid to let Jalen Brown walk. And not walk, sorry, trade him because he have him under contract next year. But breaking up that Boston team is so stupid if they do that. Because whatever they're going to get in return from us immediately takes them at least one pick down in the East. I don't like that move if I'm Boston. I think Boston will do everything they can to try to keep that core together. 100%. I, I am unsure whether Joe Missoula is the coach next year. I think I think Ooh. if if they're looking to make a change there, it might Ooh. be with that. Uh, we've seen how they've you know they haven't taken care of business like they could have um, in this playoff run. Like Atlanta, they should have closed Mountain Five when Dejounte Murray wasn't playing, and then with Philly, like they had you know they were up you know two to one. They should have probably closed out that game. Four. They lost game five at home against the Sixers. They only re- like they were able to pull it out of their ass because they Jason Tatum like kind of went ape shit. Excuse my language, but he went ape shit no, in didn't. game six and game seven. And then right. this series, they lost both games at home to, to Miami. They they were down 0-3. We'll see how that shakes out for them. Um, but like also you add in the fact that uh Monty Williams is on the market. You know, Budenholzer's on the market. Doc Rivers is on the market. Like, there's, like, you know, if you get a guy that's very different from Joe Missoula, like, you look at, you know, how Boston may, you know, figure that out. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, that is also a factor in all of this. And then what Portland's trying to do, like, that's a factor in all of this, too. Like, the Rockets, like, they need to decide what they want to do. And the thing is, they might not even get to do what they want to do because – of where they are positioned in the draft and right. whether James Harden really wants to come home or not. Like that is, you know, a whole lot of, you know, just well, a whole lot of variables. There's a whole lot of variables right now. And I think like, I hope what this podcast episode is going to try to do is try to 
at least identify all of these variables and try to, you know, see how complicated the situation really is for the Rockets. Because oh, if they it's... don't get James Harden, I do think that they try the the secondary route. They try to see how much is Austin Reeves really worth? How much is Fred Van Vliet really worth? How much is, you know, all of these guys that, you know, could command a lot of money? How much are they wanting to get paid? And how much can the Rockets afford to give? Because the Rockets... I think they're top three in cap space right now. So they've got money to spend. And that's why that's the biggest reason why James Harden is an option at this point, because he like the Rockets have the money. And of course it is his hometown. Like it is his new home. So, so that's a big reason in it too. And look, I I think James would be silly to want to come back. I understand why, but I think he's got a really good thing going on in Philly right now. I really don't think that, um, They've lost, like, I don't think that they are, like, at the wit's end in Philly. I think they've got a couple more years left, especially considering the fact that Joel Embiid's still in his prime. Tyrese Maxey is getting better. Like, they've got a good core up there in Philly, and I really think that it wouldn't be in James's best interest uh, to give that up so soon, I feel. Well, I think, I think to answer your question, the Rockets have – they're up, they're up, for lack of a better term, they're up Shit's Creek without a paddle right right now because everything that you've talked about, they don't control their destiny with any of this. That's the scary part. The only thing that they have control over right now is they have the number four pick in the draft. They, have the, they, have, they are number one in the NBA in cap space. They also, you could argue, they got the best available head coaching candidate in this entire cycle. Guaranteed. He's the best candidate out there, period. Yeah. I would put up against Monty, Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, and Bootenholzer, any of these. It's, cool- him and, it's him and Monty are like one and two for me. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I love Monty. Right? I, I, can, I can argue that Udoka is better. Udoka's had oh, – oh, I say a better – well, the thing is Udoka had a, small, had a shorter reign in, in Boston than, than Monty had in Phoenix. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picking hairs at this point. Yeah, and you could all – look, the other part of this, Jeremy, is you have to answer the question that I personally oppose to you, our listeners, over the past three years. This all comes down to two people, in my opinion. That's Raphael Stone and Tillman Fertitta. Fertitta has taken a positive step forward, in my eyes, this offseason by opening up the checkbook and taking a chance on Ime Udoka. However you feel about Udoka, Udoka had, had and has major baggage in league circles at this point. He did something pretty bad in Boston, however you want to slice it. The biggest thing is how big are they going to swing this offseason? That's the question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, Jeremy. I, I have my thoughts that I think that they're going to go in pretty big on two guys. I don't think it's Harden. I personally – Austin Reeves doesn't make sense because I think Kyrie Irving is going to L.A. I think Kyrie Irving will be a Los Angeles Laker. Thus, Austin Reeves and Rui Hashimura are going to stay in L.A. as well because they're going to go all in for LeBron on his last year. LeBron's going to come back. Kyrie was literally sitting courtside. <laughs> I get their last game. Now, I feel it, would, you say I, that, would you say that trying to get James Harden, who's arguably the best free agent available this offseason, would you say that that's a swing? I would. You talking? You talking about for the Rockets? Yeah, I think it's a major swing, but I also think that he's not going to come cheap. 
And the thing is, the Rockets, they do need a point guard, 100%. But I think that the the negatives, the more I thought about it, I thought a lot about this week, especially after the Jalen Green interview, the negatives with Harden outweigh the positives at this point in his career is where I think I will ultimately land. It changes every day because you can talk me into James Harden if they get Jalen Brown. Those are the two big things. If they get Jalen Brown, go get James Harden because that's a that's a roster that needs to win right now. If you're out on Jalen Brown, there's not a combination, Jeremy, that you can throw money at. I've looked at it free agency-wise. The combination of one or two guys doesn't move the needle forward. If you go so you're saying let, let me just kind of wrap yeah. everything, kind of what you're saying. You're sure. saying if you go with James Harden, go all in on James Harden and, and and get someone next to him that can also help you this year. Yeah. Well, that's the only you're way saying, you're gonna get it. like you're saying James Harden with this roster is not where you want to be. You're saying James, but you're also saying James Harden with a trade of let's just use Jalen Brown as an example. Right. That's where, that's the direction you want to go in that. I can understand. And that I can honestly, you know, if if you, that I can vibe with, if you get hardened by himself and you're giving him four years, 200 million, because that's, that's what's being leaked. Windhorse is going against that. Windhorse is literally saying, or he tweeted or he went on one of his 300 shows that he does where he said that he's only using this as a leverage play for Philadelphia. And that's, that's and that, that's very possible. And it and the thing I is, see. I feel like if the Rockets don't get James Harden, it's not like the end of the world. Like, I really think that the Rockets, like James Harden is a luxury at this point. He's not a necessity. And that's that's a good thing for the Rockets at this point. He's not a necessity, but the position that he plays is a necessity. They need a point guard. They have yeah. got to get a point guard. They have uh, to get a point guard. And this is the thing. And and Todd makes a, you know, screw hard and I don't forgive and I don't forget. I'm still past that. Because if you're a genuine Rockets fan, like you and I are, and everybody listens to this show, you could you want, make the like, Of course I want James Harden back. Like, like, I think that'd be silly to not want James Harden back. Like, even if you are just, you know, a seventh seed in the West. Like that's way better than what we've had the last three years. So of course I'd want James Harden back. You could also make the argument that he's more of a Rockets legend because without him, you don't get Jalen Brown or Jalen Green. You don't get and you don't get Tari Easy. Those are three guys. Because if you have Harden, you're going to bring in the Eric Gordons of the world to continue to build out the rest of your roster. You're not going to be in a draft positive position to get those three guys this is a great question from my boy and who you just and and the exact three that you just mentioned is my answer to this question from justin which rockets are untouchable in a trade the three guys that mike just mentioned jalen green alper and shangun tari eason are my one two and three untouchables and if you want to include jabari smith as a fourth i'm okay with that too see i'm gonna change mine i'm gonna put jalen at one I'm gonna put Jabari. That wasn't two. that wasn't in any particular order for me. Oh sure, that was yeah. listing them. Shangun, look, we're not gonna go down the Shangun train right now. I loved what Udoka. You and I have talked about the Udoka interview that he did, where he literally pointed out. Sorry, I've used the word literally like seven times. Uh, he pointed out things that he saw on last year's team that you and I, for the entire season, were like, "What the hell were we doing?" 
Um, so I do think Shagun takes a step forward next year. I have to see it first, though. I He's got to show me more defensively before I put him in a top three of untradeable assets. Look, I may get some flack from this, Jeremy, and I really don't care. I think Jabari Smith is my number one. They, you cannot trade Jabari. That's my that's my guy. Because what Udo do with this kid, He first of all, in the next three years, he's going to be in an all- uh, NBA defensive first team. Jabari Smith is going to be that good defensively. He's going to be a Jalen Brown type for Udoka. That's how good he's going to be. Jalen, I got to tell you, Jeremy, I, I love Jalen. Love him. Love him offensively. I need more from them defensively. I need more from them, all of them defensively, honestly. I mean, can you honestly tell me if the Rockets had a legit shot at a superstar? I Look, the right guy, I'd include anything on roster and that includes Jalen Brown if they wanted Jabari in a Jalen Brown deal depends on what the rest of the deal looks like I do it there's not one untouchable piece on this roster to me I think there are guys three. that I would not like to huh I think I think you there's disagree. three or four and I just listed them but I think also you mentioned that Udoka interview and I think that's another very good point Udoka sees this team as for what it is, and he thinks that he's got yeah. a way to get this group to work. Right. And I do believe that there is some worth to that. And so that's why I think the Rockets are less likely to make a trade for another star because I think they want to at least see what Udoka can do with this group. Because, look, the, the team needed change. They've already made that change. They brought in Udoka two or three weeks after that season ended the two weeks after the season ended, they brought in Udoka. They brought in Udoka before they knew what pick they would be in the draft, anything like that. So Udoka likes the pieces that are currently on this team. Otherwise he wouldn't have interviewed here because he would have gotten any job that he would have wanted probably outside. And he chose Houston. He chose. And that says something about the pieces on the roster currently. And to me, and especially with Kevin Porter Jr., that's a that's a big one, because Kevin Porter Jr., if he were to be traded this offseason, I think Rockets fans would be like, you know what? Like, I understand it. Like, I, I may not like it, and I probably wouldn't like Kevin Porter to be traded, honestly, because I would like to see what these guys look like with a different coach. But the the downside of this, and the reason why you do go and get James Harden, or, you know, you upgrade this roster, is because... What if this roster really is not it? And that that's why you go get James Harden is because you know that with James Harden, you're going to be better than you have been this yeah. year. Well, and, and let me... And, sorry, let's say two things, and I got to jet. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Go for it. Sorry, I got to run to dinner. I, I agree with everything you said. I think the flip side and what I want you to discuss, and I'll catch the rest of the show, I think it's imperative to remember... He's pointed out the cap space flexibility. He may like this group, but he may also like the pieces on this roster that will help him get the guys that he ultimately wants via that cap space flexibility. I, that, and, and that move is not going to happen now. It's going to happen sure. a year from now. It, it might be. It all depends on who's available in the trade market. If Jalen Brown is available, that's an immediate connection where you say the Rockets only do whatever it takes. Hopefully, to get a Jalen Brown, 
Um, but like I said, thank you for letting me join. I appreciate you very much. Always, and, of course. This is our show. You're always welcome to come. I'm on your I'm just, Facebook account right now. So. Uh, you know what? It is what it is. I can't say how excited I am to be headed home tomorrow. I love love Paradise, but I'm ready to get back to town and continue to do the Kiss and podcast for the Fans First Sports Network. And it's always a pleasure. Thank you to everybody who listens tonight. Of course. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, brother. Love you, boss. All right. All right, man. And now it's just me again. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of put everything that we've said uh, into a little bit of a recap, if you will. Um, so there's a lot of pros and cons when it comes to James Harden. And the Rockets need to decide what they want to do before they can even have a chance at him. They may draft a player that doesn't make sense with James Harden on the roster. They may. Um, you know, they might not even be able to sign James Harden because he is making this leverage play to Philadelphia. If they were to sign James Harden, what kind of team are they going to be? Are they just going to bring in James Harden and let him cook with the young guys and see how that goes? Or are they going to swing for the fences, get James Harden, another star with James Harden, and then form a team that can actually compete in the Western Conference? There's a lot of different scenarios that they can go in. And if they don't get James Harden, where does that leave them? Because at the end of the day, the Rockets have one goal this offseason, and that's to get good enough to compete for at least, at very worst, the play-in. I think, I think the Rockets not making the play-in next year, regardless of whatever team they have, would be a disappointment for them. Because they know, like, they don't want to give OKC another lottery pick. It would just not make, like... They need to be good this year. This year, they need to be good this year. And this draft was 100% the proof why the Rockets can't tank this year. Because even if you're the worst team in the league, you still may not keep that pick. And I don't think the Rockets are going to want to take chances with that. I think they're going to try to do what they can to put themselves in a position to where they're not even in the lottery next year. They're not in the lottery. That, that's the ultimate goal. James Harden would ensure that goal, at least would give them an opportunity to get that to become a reality. But it's not a guarantee. And if you're going to pay Harden, you're going to pay him probably more than he's worth. But for a year or two away from the hellhole that they've been in the last three years, it may be worth it all together but we'll be talking a lot more James Harden over the next several weeks um as we go into the NBA draft which is June 22nd um we will also be you know on everything free agency um for the next several weeks as well uh, free agency starts at the beginning of July so that should be a lot of fun as well to talk about uh we'll be doing all of that here on the Kiss of Death podcast uh, the home of all things Houston Rockets for the Fan First Sports Network. I think this is a solid place to park the rocket ship for tonight. Thank you all to those who listen to us live on Facebook, on Mike's Facebook, on the Dream Shakes Facebook, and on our Twitter account at Rockets FFSN. 
If you'd like to follow my personal Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. And if you'd like to follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, you can do so at Mike Brown underscore 2020. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Kiss of Death podcast. And until next time, go Rockets.